Welcome to Your Adventure Podcast, a motivational podcast without the screaming. A hosted, unedited conversation with guests from all walks of life, sharing their own personal journey, showing that everyone has different outlooks on life, choice of career, and that success looks different for everyone. Get ready to be inspired and be enlightened of how we all have similar journeys and thoughts. Anything is possible. This is Your Adventure Podcast, and this is Dustin Emery. Hi, guys, and welcome to Your Adventure Podcast with Dustin Emery, and today we are on our third episode. And today I actually have one of my best friends, uh, Mauricio Sotelo, and I think I'm saying that right. So how's it going, man? It's going good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. Um, I know we haven't seen each other for a while. So yeah, it's, it's been a couple months. Yeah. Well, uh, you got to tell me a little bit about what happened potentially. If you want to, sh- if you no, feel like yeah. sharing. I don't if you mind. feel like sharing. I don't mind. And we'll get into uh, more of the show, but yeah, I just yeah. want to know. Well, so... You know, after I left Jensen, I just started working at Amazon. And so I was doing good there for, for a while. And then, you know, I was just driving back from uh, from Jennifer's brother's house, you know, because I was telling you I worked out there. Huh. And, dude, we were just driving, driving back home, regular. And then, um, which I don't know the exit. I think it's Oak Valley. In that Much exit. Everybody? Oak yeah. Valley by Cherry Valley, Valley or yeah, Beaumont? Yeah, in Beaumont. Oh, okay. It's Oak oh, Valley, the golf right? course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So there, we got off there, and then um, we were just driving up the hill, and then when I went to go shift, put my car into fourth gear, it got stuck, and the steering wheel got stuck, and then my car started going into the left lane. Oncoming the traffic. Incoming traffic, yeah. And then one of the cars just wham hit me. So you hit them basically... Uh, um, was it head first? Is that yeah, what they call it? When yeah. you basically ram into someone front end or front end first, I guess? Yeah. Is what we, we collided. So it was, yeah, we both collided. Oh, God. Wait, so so I know what happened to you. You explained it a little bit, but did anything happen to the, the other car that you hit? Did anything <laughs> happen to them besides a totaled car, maybe? Um, the passenger who was driving the car looked like he got hurt pretty bad. But you don't know. But I don't know what happened. I let, you know... We, I think they went to a different hospital than the one I went to. Did you go to uh, San Gregonio in no, Benning, or where'd you I go? Went to, they took me all the way to Moval. Really? To the emergency room out there, yeah. Oh, for uh, Kaiser, right? No, for Marina Valley? No, or no? So the they took me to the Riverside, UC. Okay. The hospital, UC Riverside, some some shit so like the, that. I think that's by the college, huh? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's where I went, and then that's where they patched up my arm. Because they didn't do anything. They just put it back in place. Now, you told me that you had a full cast on your arm. So, yeah. does that mean you had multiple breaks or is it just one no, big break? No, I just... My wrist broke. The two bones connected on the wrist, they both... I don't know if they broke cleanly because they just put it back. Just the doctor looked at me. He strained out my arm and then put it back into place and then put a wrapping over it. But you didn't have to have any surgery done on it? it no, not on my held arm. On its own? Yeah. Pretty much. So that was nice. <laughs> but the first bone you're breaking it. or no? Yeah, that's my first broken bone. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've broken a few myself. It's never fun, but yeah. I don't know. Did you have a, I don't know, weirdly, everyone's like, I wish I always broke a bone, but 
No, I don't recommend. I never it. wanted to break a bone, man. <laughs> I was just barely, I barely getting started on my training, man. Honestly, Wait, man. what training for weightlifting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, be the perfect time. I, I would not wish something yeah. harm upon me. I don't know. I just always remember as like a kid that was like the thing. If you I knew broke, a lot of people who broke their their arms, you know, like growing up. Mm-hmm. And I always looked at them and I'm like, uh-uh. <laughs> I hope that don't happen to me. <laughs> yeah. That's how, that's what I always thought about when I was a kid. Like that, that kid in school that broke their like arm or foot or something. Then they'd come in and everyone wanted to hear their story. Yeah. <laughs> and then they'd sign the cast. So I feel like in a weird way, we always wanted to break our own bone to yeah, get that attention. Just get that signature on that, on that arm. No. No, nah, not me, dude. I was just like, oh, dude, I hope I don't get hurt. So going into the crash, uh, did you know it was going to be bad? I don't know. Because I know everyone talks about like that split second that they can kind of visualize the crash well, and then it just happens. Well, when when I looked up like, and I was about to hit them, I was just like, I was like, oh, shit, like, here we go again. So you knew Cause, it was coming. Yeah, because I was like, oh, this has happened before. So, so was it like the moment we had on our way to the System of a Down concert? Like, because uh, I remember the split second for that, dude. I remember that. I remember that clearly because it was just like one moment we're good because you know I was about to rear end somebody yeah. else, and yeah. I hit those brakes hard as hell. And the people behind and us, the people hit behind us. me, just boom, dude. Yeah. They just, I remember that because I was grabbing the steering wheel and I was about to be like, "Oh snap, bro! Did that almost just happen?" But, you know, then we got rear-ended. Well, yeah, because for a second, we all kind of laughed and had a brief moment. <laughs> of relief. Like, oh, man, we didn't crash, and then boom. Yeah, like you said, the car behind us hit us, and it was game over. But Nah, dude, yeah. When I, before I, I just remember them, spinning. That's all I remember. I remember, most. I remember as soon as they hit us, the, the truck spun around, and then I was just holding the steering wheel. It's like, ah, oh, dang it. See, what I remember most about that crash is us spinning into... The right lane, so basically going back into the middle. Well, luckily, we didn't hit nobody else. Well, yeah, so that's what I remember because I remember spinning into the into the middle of the freeway, and the car that was basically in the lane next to us. I remember seeing them clearly, and I thought, man, if he doesn't slow down, he's gonna hit my door yeah. like head on. And then you know, for for a second there, I was like, all right, I guess this is gonna happen. But obviously, like he slowed down, and we were okay. But I just remember. Oh, man, this is going to sound so bad. I just remember, at least you weren't drinking, which was good. No, yeah. <laughs> so me and our buddy Alejandro were drinking on the way to the concert. I just remember once we got hit, we <laughs> tried beer, to start, yeah. we tried to like hide the beer, basically, no, which, you which was a positive next, that you didn't yeah. drink, but I just remember we tried to hide it. <laughs> And ever, didn't everyone kind of look at us like we were at fault? Yeah. Even every, though because no, we were everyone, the younger yeah. ones. Everyone was looking at us like it was our fault, but we we're the ones who got hit. Yeah. That, that's what I always thought was kind of funny well, about Well, too, it's because the family hit us, too. Yeah, because I remember the dad. I was trying to help him that get his douchey. kids out of the car. Yeah, that dude was douchey. <laughs> you know it's true. Uh, I, yeah. uh, maybe. But I just remember everyone else like showing up to the accident and like, they all looked at us like it was kind of our fault, but yeah, I mean he clearly hit us from behind. But I don't know, man, it's crazy. You've been in a lot of car crashes. I've been in a couple car accidents, man. But oh. this one, this recent one, like we that you talked about, seems like it was the worst for sure. For sure, yeah. Out of all of them, because this is the only one that I've actually 
gotten hurt. Yeah, this is the first time I've gotten hurt in a car accident. For the most part, most of the car accidents I've been in, I walked out unscathed. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what I've been through is unscathed. Because yeah. I think I've been in at least four car crashes in my life, but yeah. I've always just walked out. Like, I've gotten out of the car, and I'm like, all right, I'm good. You know? Oh, yeah, same here. And then not this last one, not, not so much. <laughs> well, I'm glad to have you back, though, man, because I was, I was concerned there for a little while. You freaked me out when you said, oh, yeah, I'm healing up in Mexico. Yeah, 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 I thought it was weird, but I was like, all right, I know you got family out there, so it makes sense. But yeah, yeah. I was lucky enough to get, you know, it's your, get taken care. It's your uncle or your cousin that... It's my uncle and cousin. They're both doctors. Out that so way. they own a center together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they run it center? together, yeah. yeah. Oh, but it's not their own? Or? It's, it's their place. Oh, okay. It's their pharmacy and clinic. So basically, you're you're free, basically. They, right? Yeah. They like, everything's free for me. you, essentially? No, nah, we still paid, because there was a lot of tests that needed to be done, and we paid for them out of pocket. Hmm. But, but like, the like the surgery costs and all that, the, yeah, I didn't get charged for that. Is it cheaper, though, I'm assuming, compared to the United States? Well, I, I, I hope it was. <laughs> well, I mean, to have your surgery, I would assume it's got to be cheaper in Mexico compared well, yeah, to the United too, States. Well, yeah, but, too, it's because you got to look at it this way. It's because they also, where I got my surgery done was, like, in a small room, in a shitty room. It wasn't the greatest room, you know. They were playing... It was pretty cool. The atmosphere was cool. They were like playing music in the background, talking shit to each other. While you were having surgery? Yeah, because yeah, I was awake for the surgery. <laughs> oh, God. That's kind of funny. I don't know. I feel like that would freak me out a little bit. Yeah, it was <laughs> Being in cool. a, like an environment like that. I don't know. No, I, th- I think that made it better just because they were shooting shit with me, too. So they're calming me down. So it didn't seem as bad. And then they didn't want me seeing what was happening. So they just put a blanket over cover my face now did you have to be awake yeah or why why did you have to be awake for that kind of surgery though just because you know with anesthesia there's a lot of risks with it when you put somebody under so they're just like we'll just numb him from chest down oh the only reason i asked that was because when i had broken my collarbone a few years ago i had surgery on it to put a plate and some screws in it to basically put it back to normal um but i was knocked out the entire time really they put me under yeah no, well, so that's why I thought it was weird that you had an even bigger surgery than I did, <laughs> and you're awake, so like that's weird to me. I don't know, yeah, they, that's just what the plan of action they took, you know, they were just like, I oh, will keep him awake. And it, the, it, the surgery wasn't even that long, it was probably like an hour and a half. Okay, yeah, I think that's about how long mine was, but like I said, less, more, less severe. Yeah, it's because as soon as when they opened me up, then they could see what was happening. Because what my cousin was telling me was that it's like you can't really tell what's happening in the stomach, you know? What if you're knocked out? No, no, no. no. Like the injuries, you can't really tell. You can like try to guess what it is, but you don't really know until you open it up. Okay. I see. And see what's it like what's actually going on. That's what he was telling me. I don't know if it's true or not. That's what he told me. Yeah, well, I don't I don't really want to know, so I'm good. <laughs> I, I hope I don't have a surgery like that anytime soon or any time. But No, yeah, man. Like I said, I'm glad to have you back. Was, like I said, I was pretty nervous for a second when I got that text cuz I was like, man, in Mexico uh <laughs> sounds sketchy. Healing. <laughs> yeah, in Mexico, healing up from a car accident. 
and that was it. So I was like, okay. I was like, that could mean so many things. I was like, I have no idea. Because I told my mom, and I was like, I was like, yeah, you know what? Just just pray for my boy. I was like, I have no idea what's going on. I was like, he's in Mexico. He's healing up from a car accident. That's all I know. And she's like, okay. No, yeah, man. And it all happened so fast, you know. And then I I went. I had the pain for so long, and it was just like we just didn't know what to do anymore because they weren't doing giving me the proper care here. They just kept giving me drugs, hmm. and the drug even the the drugs they were giving me weren't taking away the pain. I was like, so I'd be drugged, and then I'd still have pain. So it was awful. Hmm. Okay. Well, at least you got fixed. No. Yeah. I'm feeling a lot better now. That's good. Yeah, you're a lot skinnier. I can tell. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of crazy. I look like a crackhead right now. A little bit, yeah. When I saw you, I was like, "Oh man!" I was like, "He has lost a lot of weight." You should have seen me a month ago, man. I can imagine Ooh. it was probably worse, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, like I said, it's good to have you back. But uh, I think we'll move on into our our first question that I had messaged you about earlier, and that I ask every guest so far. Um, because how old are you now? I'm 24. 24, okay. Yeah. yeah, so you're about the age of a lot of my friends, besides, I guess, the old man. Uh, he, I think he's the oldest, but um, the question I ask everybody is, you know, what did you want to do when you were a kid? So I feel like you start thinking about what you want to do when you're a kid, maybe between like 8 and 12, maybe. I don't know if you yeah. had that experience. Well, I mean, I, I always said I wanted to be many different things, but... The what was the first thing? stuck. Uh, like, you know, when you see cop movies, I want to be a cop. I was that kind of kid, you know? Okay. But for the most part, the thing that stuck mostly for me was just just going to the military. That's all I ever wanted to do as a kid, especially growing up watching those type of movies. You know, it just seemed like the noble thing to do. So I was just like, oh, I'll, I'll try it. And I, I went and I tried it. You know, I was gone for almost four years. So when you say military, any position or just military in general? I want to be in the infantry, bro, because I wanted to go and fight. Now, you didn't get to do any of that. No, I, I know you didn't. Yeah, I, didn't I know you didn't. It. Is but, that, is that know, something you regret? Yeah, but I still have, you know, there's still a lot of time for me to re-enlist after I'm done with my school, you know, if I really want to do it that bad. You think you'd go back? Maybe, dude. I'm on the fence about it. I think about it all the time just because it's something that went unfulfilled for me, you know. Now, if you went back, what essentially would be the game plan? Like, because... How many people go into the military and then leave and then come back? Uh, there's a lot, dude. You'd be surprised. Yeah. It's because there's, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people who get out and just they can't adapt to the lifestyle, you know. So are you saying you can't adapt to no, civilian life? Dude, I, I love it, man. I get to do whatever I want. I, I don't have to, I'm not on a schedule 24-7, you know. Mm. I'm not, you know, I'm free all the time. I can do what I want. So essentially, if you went back, what what do you think about infantry again or something? Yeah, else? I'd probably go with the same thing, but because I, I'd have a degree, I'd probably go the officer route. You know, what do you? Okay, so I have heard when you go into the military with a degree, yeah, you become an officer. So what's what's the starting rank, I guess, for someone with a degree? Um, I guess it'd be a. Uh... A first lieutenant or, or second? I don't know, dude. I don't remember anymore. Dude. I forgot the rankings. <laughs> yeah, because essentially when you go in, it'd be a, you're a private, a right? It'd be a butter bar if you go in with a schooling with a degree. A butter bar? Yeah. That's a real rank? 
No, that's what we call it because it's gold. So you, you know. so you guys have your own nickname for yeah, a rank, yeah, yeah. Butterbar. Yeah, Butterbar. Okay, why why did you guys pick that? Significant because it's they're it's new. They're a new lieutenant, you know, in the army. Butterbar. So no experience. So is this their okay? So when you say new, is this their first experience in the military? But they're high ranking already. Is that what you're saying? No, they're just new to that position. You know, like a private is in the army, like enlisted side. Mm-hmm. They're pretty much the privates of the officer. Oh, as a lieutenant. So it's yeah, like a, so a lieutenant is the lowest rank of being an officer. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Okay. Butter bar. But yeah, we, we call it butter bar. Man, there's no reason behind that name? Yeah, because it's gold. Butter bar. It's a gold rank. You've I mean, seen it. you probably, dude, if you play Call of Duty, you've seen it. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Call of Duty might not be the greatest example because now they're not wearing anything usually with no, their skins. No, yeah, but. But as you progress through the game, it gives you rankings, right? To yeah. your account. So you've probably seen it that way. Maybe. Okay. So, okay. So when you say one gold bar, it's just like a gold bar going down. Right? Yeah. Okay. So that's a butter bar? That's a butter bar. Yeah. Man. The, do lieutenants actually like that nickname or no? I, I'm sure they don't. <laughs> I've never heard that before. I guess it makes sense though. Cause I know military. Yeah, it's gold. It's gold straight. It's a golden straight bar. Yeah. Butter bar. Is it is it vertical or horizontal? It's horizontal. Horizontal. Sure. I think yeah. it's horizontal, right? But it's called butter bar. Wow. Yeah. That sounds messed up a little bit. It it's is. Only because they worked it's maybe so demeaning. hard to get there. Huh? <laughs> it's supposed to be demeaning. It's supposed to be demeaning. <laughs> I'm assuming, bro. So did you? Have... How would you like it if somebody called you a butter bar? <laughs> That's true. So did you have any lieutenants in your outfit that you called butter bar? Yeah, all of them who were. Who had that rank essentially? No, I would. You you wouldn't call them directly to their face. Cause that's what yeah. I was gonna ask. Now, would you call them Butterbar, or they just knew nah. that in the background they were known as Butterbar? I don't know if they knew if they were known as Butterbars, but that's what we called them, like on the enlisted side, Butterbars. I wonder how many military people know this. They're probably a lot, right? I'm sure. I don't, who knows, dude? Probably not that many people. Because who knows? Because for every unit, they might have different nicknames for different things, you know? Oh, you, Cause, so cause you think like the outfit big. might change yeah. each name? Hmm. You know what I mean? And the, the army's huge, but I'm sure a lot of things stick too. I mean, Butterbar stuck with me. <laughs> well, I would imagine that'd be pretty hard to forget. I mean, I don't think I'm going to forget that name now. Yeah. But um, so in the military, well, Essentially, what was your training? I'm I'm just asking the, for the people who are maybe thinking about the military. Like, what what type of training did you go through? It wasn't too bad. It just went through regular basic training. That was a month and a half long, and then our our special like our AIT, and then for infantry, we just directly go into it. So we just continued into while we're at Fort Benning. Just, weapons training you know the cool stuff what's the first weapon that you get trained on oh the the m16 that's a uh, uh an assault rifle right yeah and then what do you move on from there that's pretty much it and then we well we use heavy weapons too so there's a two there's a 240 and then there's a a saw that we used and okay. the, the saw stands for uh us what did it stand for again? You tell me. 
I can't remember, dude. It's been a while since I had to talk about this. I know. It's okay. But. Squad automatic weapon. That's what it stood for. That's what yeah. an M16 is? No, or no, that's the, the what the saw. saw stands for. Squad the automatic saw. weapon. Okay. And they're just meant to lay down suppressive fire so we can engage the enemy. Okay. So we just worked on tactics, you know, with different weapons, different sized elements with bigger people. Like a, we did whole platoon sized movements. But this, this was all in basic training, squad sized movements, stuff like that. Pretty simple stuff. It, it's it wasn't that difficult if you ask me, but but I guess everyone would be essentially different. Yeah, for everyone it'd be different, but I enjoyed it. Would would yeah? I know you did because I remember talking to you after you got out, and like there were certain parts I, you enjoyed, and then some of your stories I felt like you didn't enjoy it as much. No, well, it's just like anything, you know. You, you there's good parts to it, and then there's bad parts to it. Now, if I remember right. Um, you took sniper training as well, right? Yeah, I went through the sniper what was, course. What was the what was the gun? Fifty caliber or bigger? No, it was, we shot fifty cal's, and then the rifles we used were the M one ten and then the M twenty twenty ten. So how far how far could you hit a target with uh with your sniper rifle? Like, what was your longest distance? Your best distance? Well, the furthest we shot out. At the school was at fifteen hundred meters. Now fifteen hundred meters is how many yards? I'm not good with it's, all that it's stuff. It's uh, it's a little. I think it's equal to a mile. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, but we use a fifty cal for that. Um, is that just because it's a longer range and the fifty cal will make well, it that far? It, it's just because the the caliber of the weapon and then it's meant to hit. We're practicing shooting big objects because the fifty cal is meant to hit big targets like via moving vehicles. You know. It's not meant to hit a person because you're trying to... Really? Yeah. Oh, I actually didn't know that. Why Why do we glorify the 50 cal for killing people? <laughs> like Call of Duty, well, pe- yeah. people are using the 50 cal <laughs> to kill people all day. Well, that's just... A, I guess it's because it's powerful. It's a very powerful weapon. That's why. It is a one-shot kill on Call of Duty, so <laughs> I agree with you there. It's a powerful but it's, weapon. But essentially, in the real world, that's not how it works. Well, I mean, it's because it, it does, but it's not very accurate at those ranges to hit smaller targets, you know? Okay. So I see. You, it, you'd prefer it to shoot at a bigger target because you'll for sure hit that. But if you're shooting at a person, it gets a lot harder. So a 50 cal, like when you say a bigger target, like a truck? Yeah, like a vehicle. Like you're just aiming at the truck or f- for a person in the truck? No, you're aiming to hit the truck. So maybe like the and gas the, tank or something or what? I don't know. What, what, are, you, engine, what are you aiming for exactly? Gas tank, wheels. Anything to, to disable the vehicle. Oh, I was just going to say disable, but you, yeah. Okay. Yeah, just so you could take advantage. So basically, you, yeah, you're just stopping them in the tracks. So but yeah, but but like so the sniper school isn't really, tr- it trains you to shoot and all that, but a big part of the mission of snipers is just observe and report. So is it, so okay, so sniper, when you say observe and report, is there, I don't know what it's called, but. The person who actually mans the gun, and then you have a spotter, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Is it a, a two-man team? It's a, typically, we did it when I was in the Army. It was three-man team in the unit I was in. Oh, We was three-man okay. team. So uh, sh- a shooter, spotter, and then the team leader. What's the team leader do exactly? He's in charge. Really? Yeah. You have a team leader just yeah. for a two-man group? Yeah. Essentially? 
Yeah, it's, and it helps too with rotations for us too, because we need we want to get off the glass too. We don't want to be sitting there. Said glass. Yeah, because you're looking mean? through the scope. When you're on glass, you're looking through the scope. So basically, you guys take shifts looking yeah. through the scope. Yeah, but you guys can tiring. all essentially do the same thing. Though, yeah, right? and okay. then the team leader can do both the the shooting and the spotting. He has to be proficient at both. Do you know how to spot as well? Yeah. But it's been a while since it's like any skill. I haven't done it in a long time, so I'm probably not very good at it. No, I, I, yeah, I can, I can understand that. But at the time when you were learning it, you knew how to do, you knew how to shoot and spot. Yeah. You have to, you have to learn both. Yeah. Cause the whole school, you do it with a partner. Okay. So, so it's a two man team. So you you, graduate together. Yes. But you don't want to, you don't want to mess up your partner. So you want to give good reads, you know? Okay. All right. So it's like the movies. Your partner, can mess you up too you know if he gives you a bad call and you shoot and miss you know that it's that's kind of like on both of you guys yeah well i'm assuming essentially because you're a sniper you, if you shoot and you miss now you've given away your position right no yeah and because you're in a smaller team but shooting missions aren't very aren't that often you know not, it's, so nowadays, it's not like it's in a the lot movies of, no it's a lot of observing and reporting at least in the regular army i'm sure there's People do a lot more badass stuff, you know? <laughs> Did you think you ever wanted to go maybe higher with any of that uh, sniper training or no? Dude, I thought about it, but I just, at the time where I was at in the Army, I just was tired of it. It wasn't the greatest place, so I was just like, I'll just get out and go to school. Now worst comes the worst, you know, I can always enlist again. But you're still not sure about that? Yeah, I'm like super How- unsure. When you enlist again, what's the, what's the cutoff age? I think the cutoff age is thirty five or thirty six now. Oh, so you got like ten got years basically time, to decide dude. if you yeah, want to go back. Yeah, I got plenty of time, man. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, so you mentioned school, so now you're ex military. Are you? It's considered a veteran though, right? Yeah. Because you served a four year contract, right? Yeah. So now that you're in school, what's what are you going to school for? I just picked the easiest degree, man, business. Business? Do you actually have an idea about business or? Honestly, no. I'm just kind of steamrolling with it right now. Just because it's an easy degree and I know one day I don't want to work for people the rest of my life. You know what I mean? I can start my own business. Okay, so. But it's not not a set in stone that, you know, this is what I want to do, do, you know? So if you were to start your own business, so... As a business degree, with a business degree, I'm sorry. With a business degree, what kind of business do you think you would want to start if you had an idea about one? Man, it just depends uh, at what point I am in my life, you know, and what what I fall in love with. That's really, I I don't know right now because I'm not thinking about owning a business right now. You're just just, thinking about graduating? uh, Yeah, I'm thinking about just getting through this. So basically, okay, so... How far along are you with your business degree right now? Well, I'm just a few credits away from getting my associates in business. Mm-hmm. I think I'm, uh, I got like, I'm missing probably like 12 credits. 12 credits? Yeah. So once you get your associates in business, what's what's the move after that? I'm just trying to transfer, go to UCLA, UC San Diego, UC Berkeley maybe, just because they're public schools and they'll accept the GI Bill. Get that. Oh, public school is yeah. the only school that can accept the GI Bill? Yeah. Private schools I don't can. accept them? No. Really? 
I didn't know that. There's like it's crazy. There's a lot of there's a lot that goes into it. I would assume I mean, any maybe. school would want it because it's free money, basically. No, it's a, it's a lot harder with private schools. So like uh, like Harvard, like yeah, they might not you, accept the GI uh, bill. UC, UCS, because hmm. they're they're a private school. I, it's because on the form it tells you on the GI bill, and then when you're going through your benefits, it tells you what schools. So basically, the GI Bill is telling you where you can and cannot go. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Or, I mean, there's special grants too to get into private schools. Hmm. But I just, I'm gonna go to the public school. Okay. Well, essentially, yeah. as a public school, it's gonna be way cheaper. No, yeah. Compared to going to private. So okay, so you go to UC, and you're in a bachelor's. Is it the bachelor's the end, or you have more in mind? I'll probably work towards a master's. In business as well. Yeah. Business or philosophy, either or, because I like philosophy a lot too. Yeah, I know we were talking about that. Like I said, I have, I gotta just take one more class, and I'll have an associate's in philosophy. I didn't plan for that when I started school for psychology, but I liked so many of the classes that I just kept taking them. No, they're very interesting too. <laughs> Definitely, I mean, I'm sure it's a lot more interesting in person, but even the online, it's it's all right. It's it's enough to captivate me, you know, and be like, oh, this is pretty interesting, and get into it. I mean, weirdly, uh, even though it took me a few months to get used to it, like, I started liking online more compared <laughs> to being in person. Only because... It's a lot more convenient. Yeah, only because of the convenience factor. Yeah, it's you a know, lot I, more convenient. I didn't have to figure out how to, you know, get to school during the day or at night, either one no, for yeah, a class. No, yeah, you can just work and then worry about doing your homework as soon as you get off work. Yeah, because most of my teachers essentially, they just put the homework up at the beginning of the week. And they're mm-hmm. like, read all these, watch all these videos, and then by Sunday, turn everything in, and then you're good. You know, and if you have any questions, you know, email or or uh, call them. Sometimes, you know, teachers would give us their cell phone number, and we could just call them. But yeah. not not every teacher, obviously. But so you don't want to get maybe a doctrine. You just want to stop at a master's? I think Dude, about a doctrine all I go, the time. I'll go master's just because that's what I, I can get without a degree and, or, or without having to pay out of pocket because my GI Bill grant will uh, cover it. Oh, because GI Bill is four years. Yeah, because technically I should only be at the university as a full-time student for two years. But you'll have four years worth of money, though. Yeah, so, then, so I'll get my bachelor's and I'll still have two, hopefully two years left. Of covered school, and then I'll work towards a master's. So I use those last two years on a yeah, master's? Yeah, and then whatever money I save up, depending on how much I got saved up, on how expensive it is to go for a PhD, because, you know, it's a lot of money. Oh, yeah, I know. And so I had an English teacher uh, at Crafton that I think like a, like a few months before the class I was in for him started, he had like just earned his PhD Damn. in English. So he was a doctor of English, but... uh I don't know. He was probably at least, I want to say he was probably at least 50. And he Damn. said he had been working on his PhD for like, I don't know, like 10 years or something Jesus, like that. Jesus, man. That's Cause a long he, time. Yeah, because he said he had gotten like denied a few times because you have to come up, you know, basically with like a solid proof, like paper and thesis and mm-hmm. everything. It has or to theory. be published too. Yeah, and it has to be published. And he said it took him a while to get it like approved. So he had to like keep going back and like revising it, redoing it. And he Damn. said he just had like a mentor to like help him, someone that already had their PhD in English. 
Um, but yeah, he said it took like 10 years. Because I know some people can get their PhD like really quickly, depending on how, I guess, smart they are or how quickly they pick no, it up. yeah. And then I know for some people it takes a while. No, yeah, dude, it could be a while and it's costly, you know, costs a lot of money. See, I want to get a PhD in psychology. I'd like to earn one of those. Yeah. Masters for sure, but I would like to get a PhD in psychology. Cause That'd be I, huge. Yeah, because I remember talking about it with my brother one time, uh, Nick, mm-hmm. and um, he mentioned, he's like, well, if you get a PhD in psychology, that means essentially you could like rewrite the book essentially in a way to where like you might come up with a thesis, a thesis <clears throat> excuse me, or a theory that now has been approved and they're going to teach it in school. Yeah. So I think that'd be kind of like, I think that'd be kind of cool. You know, it'd be interesting. Have something taught that was essentially discovered by you. Yeah. And now it's taught in schools. Like, yeah. I don't know if that's my ego talking because it yeah. sounds like, yeah, <laughs> it does sound kind of like an ego in a way, but I don't know. I think it'd be interesting. Legit. It'd be pretty cool. No, it would be to be a published professor, you know? Yeah, I think so. That'd be pretty cool. I don't know if I'd ever want to... would you be a, a professor? Would you be teaching? So I was just going to say that I don't know if I'd ever want to, like, teach. I don't oh, know. I see. I'm not sure if I'd want to be a teacher, a professor. So, you, so you'd be... Uh, what What would you do with, with the PhD? Honestly, you know, I haven't thought about it as at that far. Yeah. I mean... Um, Besides having the PhD, um, and like again, it's gonna sound kind of selfish or maybe egotistical if that's the right word. But like, just having like the PhD and being able to say like Doctor Emery, yeah, <laughs> to me that sounds that's pretty big. amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but essentially, what I want to do is just own my own practice, and you know, with patients and yeah. stuff like that. Run your own clinic, essentially. Yeah, and I have a few different ideas what I want to do with that. And that's like in the long run, but you know, as well, as I continue like my education now and everything, and, you know, right now, I guess I'm just trying to gain experience in the field, you know? No. Yeah. Get the understanding to start rolling, especially just because you're, you're barely learning it right now. So you're probably getting to the best parts of, of your degree. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right now it's still pretty, um, I would say it's still pretty easy. hasn't gotten, like, super complicated yet. Yeah. You know, it's only an associate's degree. So I would assume uh, next year when I get closer to starting my bachelor's section for psychology, I think that will be a little bit harder. It'll be different. No, yeah. Yeah. But it'll also be more interesting, though. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. Um, But we'll see how it goes. Obviously, I still have... Um, a year essentially before I can start uh, that section. No, oh, yeah. But <clears throat> you know, I think your degree in business, though, I think regardless of where society goes and and how everything kind of evolves, I think business is always a really good one to have. No, yeah, know? and then I mean everything is business too if you think about it. Yeah. Every every day, like you need to know how to market yourself too. Mm. So, I mean, everything, every aspect of life is in a weird way related to business. <laughs> now, so obviously, like you said, you weren't sure about what kind of business you maybe wanted to do in the long run. But if you have a business degree, or like a bachelor's in business, like who, what exactly would you want to do with it? Like, 
job-wise? Dude, that that's what I don't know, man. I, I just don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, I, I hop... I play around with the idea of going back to the army when I'm done, you know, with school. Cause I'm Can they like, use a business degree in the military? Maybe, man. Maybe. Who knows? You think you could be a part of, like, their marketing campaign? <laughs> like, have you seen some of their commercials for, like, Dude, the army? It looks like a video cheesy, game. Man. It looks like a video game. They're hella cheesy, man. Do you think they're cheesy? <laughs> they're super cheesy. Are we talking about the same one? I've seen a couple. Like, okay, what's the one you've seen? Since you've been in the Army, compared to probably what commercial you saw when you were a kid, oh, dude, to I now what see you no see now. I commercial, man. I went okay. straight to the recruiter. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So, different story. But So, so what commercial are you talking about now for, like, which, the Army? Which is the one where the kid, he's, like, wearing a blindfold and he can't find himself. And then he falls into a pit of mud. That's one of the commercials? Yeah, that's one of the commercials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what's, what's the... Um, what's the pit of mud exactly? I, I don't know. Does that symbolize anything, or he just is that like a part of the training course? I think he's in the going video? through a training course in the video, and then he gets up, and then he just keeps moving. And then what it just says "Go Army" yeah, or something like that? Yeah, yeah, hmm. or something about like this can be you if you choose it. You know, that doesn't sound very solid. I don't, I don't know how intriguing I'd feel about falling <laughs> into a pit blindfolded. Is that what you said? No, like, like. And when it starts, the dude's blindfolded. Like it seems like he doesn't know where, what he's doing with his life, type of deal. Oh, yeah. Okay. That, that t- type and the of army commercial. has opened his eyes. Yeah. Okay. I I that get. Whole spiel, yeah, I get what they're going ch- with now. It's a little corny. Okay. At least I think, but. So essentially, he found himself. Yeah. Because of the army. <laughs> okay. That makes essentially, sense. Essentially, I don't know which one you've seen. The one I've seen is, and I think I talked about it on my first episode. Um with my buddy Brandon who's like into the military and the commercial I've, I've seen recently for the army it looks like a video game they <laughs> they have some i think it's a girl they have some girl like you know all fatigued out and she's like running running to like a war zone kind of thing and mm-hmm. i think she falls and then like someone picks her up like another soldier and you know and it's just the the narrator's talking about you know, changing lives and helping protect you I've know, probably the United seen this States. One too. But it looks like you're playing Call of Duty, the commercial. It basically looks like that. And then, mm. and then it's, you know, they pan out and it has like, um, like tanks and other soldiers, and it's like I've this big picture. One. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, like some lights kind of flash in the commercial, and then it says like, you know, go army, and then it says like army, you know, dot com or, or something like that to register. It looks like a video game. But I think they're just doing that to appeal to this kid's <laughs> so, generation because yeah, everyone's the into Call of Duty, so it's just I know. But that so you say gamers, but maybe who I don't knows? Know, it seems maybe sad. Not. It seems sad to kind of like Dude, but trick those, them in a way. Yeah, it's, it's tricking me. But that's a career path now, being a gamer. <laughs> well, yeah, being a gamer is a career path. But how many gamers are how many gamers who are like legit at Call of Duty want to go into like a war zone? Like a real war zone. Who knows, bro? <laughs> you might be the rare type because I know we talked about it before and you said that was the one thing you always wanted to do was you wanted to go to war, which I never understood. But like, what was your reasoning behind that? Like, Dude, you, I don't know. Why, I just what was the reason? I just wanted to. I just want to experience it, you know? I don't know why. It's just something that always seemed appealing to me. It just called to me. <sighs> See, that's... 
when I hear that, when it calls to you, like it just it sounds crazy. It's just like it's just like when sports resonate with like athletes, you know. I'm like, oh man, like yeah, but you're not dying. Doing that's that's what like growing up, growing up, that's how I felt. I was like, man, that's what I should be doing with my life. That's how it felt like. I guess what I'm trying to think about is like, well, so your idea, like you know, going into war, like there's potential for death. No, yeah. And then you say sports. That's you're not gonna die. No, yeah, but but that's a comparison as to like when you know as to how when athletes find themselves. You know what I mean? Like, oh man, this is the sport for me. So you're saying like a passion? Yeah, yeah, yeah essentially. Like, so yeah, I looked at that and it looked appealing to me, and I'm like, damn, that looks like that looks dope. That's what I want to do. <laughs> so is, so is that why you sometimes think about going back to the military? Because yeah, of just that? because it's like an unfulfilled. It's something that something you never, yeah, got to never got to experience that I wanted to, but you know, maybe the, like that's a, that's a passion I could explore later down the line, you know? But what if you go back and we still haven't gone to war at all? What well, happens then? I mean, I guess that's a good thing. <laughs> I mean, I would say it's a good thing that we're not in, a at a yeah. war at all. I mean, I know we have troops like in other countries, you know, keeping the peace, but there's no like really big wars going on. No. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, if it doesn't happen for me, then it doesn't happen. I could, I'm sure I could find something else to be passionate about. Hmm. You know, I don't know. It's just, yeah. To me, I remember when we talked about that. It always boggled my mind that like that was one thing you didn't like that you never got yeah, to go to war. Just, I'm just like, that's, I know it's something weird. It's, it's something really weird. Yeah, it's like I don't want you to die, man. So you know, going, I don't, going I don't to war. I'm just like, way, though, man. I, I don't see it that way. <laughs> Are you trying to look at it like in a more optimistic, like patriotic, way. like optimistic way? Or? Yeah, I'm more optimistic about it. I'll be like, I, I'd survive. I'd hope, man. I mean, <laughs> just the potential for it is just but, but it's, seems it's risky. But it's not a game, you know. That's that's something I just always wanted to experience, and I'm I'm sure if it's if it's like a calling still, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll for sure do it because I don't want to because then I, I don't want to feel unfulfilled. You know what I mean? I want to live my life to the to my potential. No, I can understand that because I think in everybody's own right, like you said, you know, like when you mentioned sports, um, in their own right, I think everyone has something that they're passionate about and if they don't fulfill it, they feel kind of uneasy about yeah, it. Yeah, like I don't want to die feeling incomplete, you know? Yeah, I get you. I want to be like, oh yeah, I did everything I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so nothing the, I regretted the no regret slogan. Yeah, essentially. Slogan, or uh, slogan, not yeah. slogan. Slogan. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, if you go back to the military, you know, and that's your, and that's the thing you want to do, then you know, I'll be happy for you because that's you know the biggest thing I want for all my friends. You know, be happy. I just, I just don't want you to die, man. No, but yeah. That'd be the only <laughs> thing I don't want to see happen. You know, I don't want to see that for anybody. You just got to stay optimistic about it. I know. <laughs> I, I, tr- I tried to. I have I have my mom for that. She, uh, she's she got her little prayer book full of for names. Real. Full of names. Yo, those, prayer, those prayers so work, I know, man. I know your name's in there somewhere, um, along with some of my other friends. But, yeah, just, yeah, if you go back, man, just, just be careful. Because I know when you talked about your first four-year contract, um, I know you felt like a little bit bad about it because you had gotten injured, right? Your knee. Yeah. I, and that kind of turned you off, right? I hurt myself. And then like the only thing that kind of turned me off is that when I hurt myself, it was just like everyone kind of like was like, uh, like it's this dude. Mean? 
Like they stopped caring about you, you know. Because when I wasn't hurt, yeah. Because when I wasn't hurt, you know, I was doing all the things that they wanted me to do. You know, I was trying to be the best person I was, best soldier I could be. And then like I got hurt, and they're just like. So you're saying they kind of like threw you away? Yeah, in a weird way. Yeah, so I just kind of felt like disrespected like that. I'm like, damn. So is that is that that kind of damaged goods? Yeah, essentially. So, so in my mind, I was just like, "Is that is that all I am? Just a body?" Like, so I just started thinking more. Like, oh, I got to take care of myself. So that's when you said, yeah, I was like, yeah. to just leave when your contract was up." I'll be like, finish, go to school, and then probably do something with that. Now, how many buddies do you have left that are still in the military that you uh, were stationed with? Um. Well, I only keep in contact with a couple, but okay. I got a buddy. Uh, I got a buddy who was in, who's in Second Ranger Battalion, I believe. Is that pretty big, Rangers? Yeah, right? it's like part of special. They they have their own special operations, I guess. Okay. So yeah, they're pretty high speed, pretty legit. So I got a buddy who does that. I still talk to him. Mm-hmm. And then I talk to my old sniper section team leader. Okay. And he was in, and I've been in the army with him for a while. Like, I met him when he first got to our company, mm-hmm. and then later down the line, he became my supervisor when we were in sniper section. Okay. So, yeah. So, me and him went to the same place. We, I think we, he was with me with my whole contract, essentially. So, they're making a, what, a career out of it? Military, maybe? Uh, I, last I spoke with him, he was getting out. Yeah. Yeah, he's getting tired of it. But How long has he served? Because you did four, so how long has he did? He's probably going up on, so it's been how long since I've been out? Almost oh, four years. I want to say you've been out half. for four. I think it's. I think you've been out for four. So, so he's sure. about. So he's about to go for six, seven years. Oh wow. Yeah. But he's done now. Yeah, I think he's getting out. Dude was smart. He he had a he had a degree in criminal justice, I believe. Oh wow. Okay. He, he so he had, had that before he yeah, went before to the he army. Went to the army, yeah. So he went in as officer then. No, no, no. He went in as enlisted. I thought you can go in as an officer with a yeah, degree. Yeah, you can, though. but you can go enlisted. Oh, so you don't have to take you an officer position? Officer, officer, yeah, you can go enlisted. Really? Yeah. I thought it, I thought you just went in as an officer because you had... You probably get better pay as an officer. <laughs> oh, I would assume. You, no, did, but you did he have a reason why he did that? Man, I'm sure I asked him why he did that, but it, it's it's skipping me right now. But hmm. Yeah, because yeah, that is pretty know, interesting. Yeah. I wonder if he thought maybe, you know, kind of going through the trenches would help him be like a better, uh, like team leader for someone. Maybe if he went through the trenches with that person, essentially, instead of being like an officer right away. And now you're commanding all these people, but you've never done anything. Experience. Experience. Get get your hands dirty. Mm -hmm. I wonder if that type of deal. I wonder if that was his thought process. No, because he stayed enlisted. He he has no aspirations at going to go above. Yeah, or that I know, you know, I could be wrong. Is he uh, married or anything or no? No, as far as I know, he's single. So he doesn't have to worry about, you know, I guess taking care of kids or anything. Yeah, so nothing. officer pay is not something he needs. Yeah, no, he it's just him. Solid dude. Yeah. Yeah. And what about your um the other guy? You said Ranger. Oh yeah, my buddy, my mm-hmm. other buddy. Yeah, he, he's in uh, Ranger Battalion. I was, we were all in sniper section together. Okay. 
and uh, the, I met him when I when my old company got shut down, and we moved to to that company, and I moved to the sniper section for a while. Mm-hmm. And then he put in a packet to go to RASP to become a ranger. Go where? To go to do RASP. What is I, that? I don't. It's it's an abbreviation. I don't remember what it stands for, but it's it's a selection to to get selected to become a ranger. Okay. And he did that while I was in with him. He passed it, and he had, he got new orders, and he went to Ranger Battalion. Wow! I think he did uh, two deployments with them. I think one or two. Where did he go? I think he went to Iraq. Wow! Yeah. So, um, so if he, so, he's been passed four years then. Yeah, he's been in for. Me and him probably have the same time. Uh, he's probably been in for six, seven years. Too, six, seven years. You think yeah. he'll uh, make a career out of it? You think no, eventually he's, he's gonna pop out? out? He was telling me, he was looking to get out. He's he was telling me, yeah, go to school in Florida. Oh, okay. Last last I spoke with him, mm-hmm. I don't know, but he said he was gonna, when he gets out, he's gonna swing by and visit me. That's cool. Yeah. So. Was well, he from California or somewhere else? No, he's from Florida. Oh, he's from Florida. Yeah. Okay, so he wants to essentially go back to Florida. Yeah, I think that's he's where done. he's gonna go to school. Okay. <clears throat> Oh, he used to be have uh, Miami Beach. No, yeah, dude. He, he's a super chill guy, too. Yeah? Yeah, it's his lifestyle. Are these any of the guys that uh, I've heard some of the crazy bar stories? Uh, Are these any of them that were yeah, with you? Yeah, they've been with me. They've seen me get sloppy drunk. Oh, my gosh. Because it was Tennessee, right? <laughs> yeah, it was when we were in Nashville. Nashville. That's where we'd go party. Because you were stationed... Uh, in uh, Fort Campbell. Fort Campbell. Kentucky. Fort Campbell, Kentucky. And then Nashville was like a 45-minute drive from the town we were at. Oh, that's easy. Yeah. <laughs> so that's where everyone would go party on the weekends. Yeah, I remember. But believe it or not, I didn't, as as we had a lot of stories like that, but I spent most of my time getting tattooed. <laughs> well, yeah. So yeah. I remember when you first got, when you first enlisted, and then you came back, I think, like the first time. Uh, I don't think you had any I tattoos. I had any tattoos. And then you came back maybe a year or two later, and you were just, like, covered in tattoos. Yeah. And it was so different to see. Because I remember your first time coming back, you were, you didn't even want to, uh, you didn't even want to, like, drink or party, really, when no, you first I came back. No, I just had the dip, yeah. That's yeah, I was yeah. sticking oh, with, God. the dip. That was the worst thing I've ever done. The dip <laughs> that really? you gave me? Yes. Cause That's not that bad. It was bad, man. Cause, uh, I'll have to bring you some of the good ones. No. Nah. Some I was, chew. I'm Some chew would be better. I'm good. Cause it's like raisins. It tastes like raisins. Oh, no. Chew. That sounds terrible. <laughs> you still do dip? No, nah, not no. anymore. Yeah, the first time you brought that back and I tried it, it just had some trouble with it. Some Copenhagen. And, yeah, it was, you can't swallow it, it was, bro. Well, yeah. So I had some because we were at, I think. <laughs> we're at a party. We were at a party, yeah, and I had some. And I think I was taking a shot, and I still had it in my mouth. Oh, you messed up, bro. But I was trying to hold it, obviously. But I think a piece of it went with my shot. So I swallowed some of it. Yeah, I swallowed some of it, and then I got sick probably like 15 (laughs) minutes later. And, like, it came up, and I was like, I'm never doing dip again. That was terrible. So I don't know how you did that for so long. Dude, it's because it's a different kind of high, you know what I mean? Like cigarettes, like when you smoke a cigarette, it's different. It's like smoking weed, like you get a certain high from it, you know? See, and I know you're into weed now, so that always intrigues me when I know people are into that, mainly because of um, the laws and regulations that they're trying to change. 
yeah. right now for weed. So you have a business. Uh, I mean, if you get a business degree, you ever <laughs> think about going into business with like something like that? Maybe. Who knows? It it, it interests me a lot just because there's a lot of money in it. Exactly. Too, you know what I mean? But I mean, I just, dude, we weed's awesome, man. <laughs> you just do it for the recreational yeah, pleasure. Yeah, recreational. And the, dude, and then <clears throat> I just feel relaxed, you know, like I'll, like at the end of the day when I've done all the things I need to do, just spark up a J and then. Hey, man. I mean, take the edge off. But if you got a business degree, you might be able to make some money off of it. No, you're not wrong. I mean, depending on where it goes, which I think eventually all the laws will be different, but. No, yeah. <clears throat> you know, because, like, the only thing I'm doing with weed, essentially, is the stocks. Since they're so cheap right yeah. now. It's just trying Buying to lo- load up. up on some of the companies that I think, are once the regulations off, are, yeah. like, gone, I think they'll take off. You know, it'll be uh, Prohibition, how it was for alcohol. Yeah. When everything was illegal for alcohol. And, um, you know, then eventually when it became all legal, everybody who either started a company or was invested in a company they you know became rich essentially no yeah so i think the, weed will do the, the same small thing stocks they buy yeah no I think it's smart i should start doing that but yeah i think weed will do the same thing it it just depends on the timetable that that'll definitely happen as soon as it becomes federally legal yeah that's the federally? that's the problem that most federally, people don't know yeah. about is cuz i remember when all the laws changed and it started becoming you know, state legal. Yeah. I remember a lot of people tried to get on planes and then they got arrested. Yeah. And it's because, like, well, can't. that's federally illegal to do that. Yep. Like, so the federal laws are still there, but the state laws are the different. The state laws are changing. Yeah. yeah. They're, it's legal for you to have it. But I know a lot of people didn't look into it. So they just thought weed was, you know, free all around. <laughs> free free to go on it, the airplanes. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's still, it's still not cool. <laughs> I mean, hey, but you never know, man. You might be able to start. A business and weed if you really like it. No, yeah. Besides and smoking dep- it, obviously. Yeah. I mean, it's just, there's a lot of good to it, you know? Hmm. Are you one of those people, because I know you're heavy into it, so are you one of those people that are into it for maybe the medicinal purposes? Because I know a lot of people are just into it for that. No, but then definitely. I think a lot of people are into it just for, like, the high. And then one thing that helped out a lot, too, was, you know, I used to like working out a lot, so... Man, I, I'd always be sore. <laughs> so smoking some weed would help relax my body, you know. Did you ever smoke so it before tense. working out? Because I yeah, know some people do. I sometimes used to do that. How does that feel, though? Because I know some people do that. It just helped me focus on what I was doing a little more. Yeah. Yeah, I just had a little more focus. Especially, too, because during that time I had a, a high tolerance, you know. You think your tolerance has lowered? Oh, definitely, In the time? Man. <laughs> Well, I would assume you probably didn't have a lot of it over the past, what, couple months? No, yeah, of I, just because of the whole injuries and what's happening, I just stayed away from it for now. But soon, you know, <laughs> soon, when, soon, when I see Big Julian. Soon you'll be back on the wagon. Is, yeah. he still, is he still heavily into it? I have no idea. Always, man. Maybe. I don't know. Because I think he stopped for a bit. He was taking a tolerance break. Because wasn't, uh, wasn't he in school or no? Was he in school for something? I thought he was. He was telling me that he was getting back into school for business. Yeah, I think I remember him vaguely saying that. That's what he was telling me, but I Couldn't don't know if he though. started yet. I don't think he started yet. Hmm. But I think he's looking to start this fall, maybe. What does he do for work now, though? Because if he's, if he's been in Kansas and now he's back in L.A., like, what's he doing for work? I have no idea. Yeah, me either, dude. Hmm. Drilling's mysterious. Yeah, 
I know. Well, he's gotten more mysterious, I think, over the past, like, three years. <laughs> he's chilling, though, dude. Before, he was more like this, um, what's the word? I don't know, more like straight-laced yeah. kind of guy. Like All we about were, just straight-up drinking? Uh, yeah, that and just being like a... Um, like a, I don't know, like a goody two-shoe kind of thing I, sometimes. He used to take care of us too, man, a lot. No, he did. I know, no, he did a lot for he, us because we were a, stupid a, back then. He was the dad of the group. No, he was. <laughs> but now I think he's changed. Now he's not the dad of the group. I oh, think, no. I feel like that role's changing a little bit now. No, yeah, now he's he's doing his thing. Yeah. He's letting loose. Well, I mean, I guess it's good because I know he had, like, well, because we all worked together when we were younger, obviously, so... We all had uh, that stress when it comes to that job that we all worked together. Uh, For real. I don't know if I should call out, you know, Panda Express, but yeah, <laughs> at the time, there was a lot of stress with that job. But it was shitty, man. But it paid it well paid, for it, the time. It paid well for the time. Yes, yeah, exactly. Well, everyone else was making what, like ten dollars minimum wage. I think yeah. we were at like fifteen, so it was like it was a pretty big deal. But yeah. now. 15 don't mean wage, anything yeah minimum wage is 15 now. yeah now it don't mean anything but back then like you said it was it paid it was well now. yeah it paid well for what we were doing it paid well and the nice thing was pretty much everybody we worked with was all like even our manager we were all like the same age yeah we're all cool with each so other so we basically just partied every weekend <laughs> that was the fun thing about it yeah i remember I when i used that. to close man when we used to close with salvador yeah and then just go have a beer after work. Yeah, I think I miss those like nights and memories the most. The like being young beer, like yeah. that, but now I look back and I'm like, well, some of that. I like the environment, like Pan Express in general. I'm like, nah, I don't really miss that. But I don't miss the environment, but I, the people but, we worked with were cool. I know. I will always say that, yeah. Yeah. I haven't talked to, I really haven't talked to any of them for a while. Dude, I have not talked to any of them. I mean, you and Julian are the only ones I talked to from that spot we worked. Yeah. And I met you guys at Blaze Pizza. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because we <laughs> brought you into Panda later. Yeah. yeah. Actually, <clears throat> the one person I do talk to uh, every now and then, and she's actually going to be a guest on the show. It's uh, either next week or the last weekend of this month. Uh, Myra, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. She wants to talk a little bit about... Some of her, because I know she's really into like, like the whole spiritual realm now, and like, yeah. you know, all that stuff. So she wants to talk a little bit about that. So you know, I'm cool with that. I just want to see, you know, where her mindset is at now. Because I know it's, I know yeah. it's a little bit different compared to like when we first met her. Well, dude, you know, yeah, back it's in the been day. years now, man. Oh yeah, it's, it's been, been a long time. Years. I think she might be the only one though. Everyone else, um, besides you and Julian. Everyone else, yeah. I don't think I don't know what any of them really are doing anymore. The last person <clears throat> I talked to from from there was Janeth. That was the last person I talked to. Oh, okay. Well, but she was pretty smart. I know, I know she was yeah. going to college. Yeah, she. I think <clears throat> she had just started going back to college. But that was that was last time we sp- we haven't spoken a long time. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like I said, I know I haven't spoken to a lot of them yeah, besides besides many of Mara. Those people. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, they'd be they'd be interested to see where you're at now, though. I would say. No. Yeah. <clears throat> Considering everything you've been through now. Yeah, I've I've gone through a weird path. <laughs> yeah, like I said, when you were military, when you first came back, I think you were more straight laced. 
And then, but yeah, it was more straight. Then eventually it changed. <laughs> then I got into my old habits again. But it, your old habits? What? Drinking? Yeah, some some old habits. No, not drinking, but you know, just smoking weed again. Oh, getting back to some. But old you didn't habits. really, you didn't really do that a lot before military. Not often, no. But every now and then, yeah. I, it's just because I've never really had an addictive personality to like drugs like my i think you have an addictive personality but not to drugs not though. to drugs I've, when I, you start something i see i always see you finish it pretty much yeah like i like to i don't know i like to do physical things a lot that's where my like i know yeah that's where my focuses lie so previous obviously to this injury in this car accident were you still doing your military thing in the morning like run at like 4 no, a.m every day i don't want to call it a military thing but that's a military <laughs> thing bro come on you learned that yeah. in the military and that's my point nah dude I, it's because i started doing that before i wake up early and go run i just like running it's <clears> good <throat> it's a good way to start the morning nobody likes running i like running bro you, and it's okay. a good exercise too and then it's better than going to the gym and running on a treadmill i don't like doing that that's boring well treadmill's boring yeah i give you that so, so at least I'd you have more views. Wake up in the morning, go run a couple miles, come back. Yeah, but you're running like five miles, right? Yeah. And, and then, and then when I started working out with uh, Jennifer's brother, mm-hmm. I I cut that down. I was cutting off the runs a little bit, mm-hmm. so I could focus more on building muscle. Yeah, I remember, dude. For you getting jacked, I thought you were <clears throat> trying when, to get when, jacked when bro. we worked together for a little bit at Jensen. Yeah. I think you were definitely a lot bigger. Um, well, yeah, because that's that's when I really like got into it. I mean, that's when I was getting into it. And so that's then, my point. I think you have an addictive personality to things that you want to do. Like it turns into like, um, like that's your main focus. Yeah. Essentially, I don't think it's a bad thing. Um, I would say an addictive personality to drugs would be bad. Yeah. No, yeah. But, um, I mean, I like doing drugs too, but. <laughs> But there's like yeah, but you're not there's doing, a sense of satisfaction. When but you're I, not doing bad drugs. No, yeah, but there's you're a sense all, of satisfaction when uh, when I complete something physical, you know. Yeah. Like a workout. You. I just oh, I feel relieved. Like damn. It's like uh, that Arnold Schwarzenegger saying. Remember <laughs> when he first got interviewed when he was younger, how he said that um, lifting weights. Was like coming or something like that. Ah, uh, that's an old interview. That's old, yeah. That's when he really was like, I think that's when he was like Mr. Like Universe, Mr. And Mr. Mr. Olympia. Olympia, yeah. Mr. Olympia, yeah. He said it's like that's how amazing it feels, basically, like a Dude, pump. It, it feels really good, man. Because <clears throat> I'm not gonna lie, man. Working out is it sucks, man. Who wants to lift heavy things? Nobody does. But dude, when when you see yourself getting stronger and you feel it, man, dude, it's, you're just like, oh shit, like. I'm like, maybe this is for me, you know? I'm always curious, though, like, in, in my own head, like, previous to all your, like, weightlifting, um, uh, what's the word? Not ideas, but your weightlifting adventure or path. Endeavor. Endeavor, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. That's a better word. Um, do you think you had that before the military or it nah, came after dude, the military? I hated weight, lifting weights in the Army, dude. So... so so it came after the military? Afterwards, yeah. But the only reason I was doing weightlifting was because I wanted to, uh, I was training with Jake. So he was training me in Muay Thai. Mm-hmm. So just to become stronger in that, that's the only reason I started lifting weights. So if you didn't do Muay Thai, you don't think you would lift? No, just because you, I need, just needed to get stronger with like kicks, punches, mm-hmm. and lifting weights helped that. 
That, so essentially, that's the only reason you do it. You yeah, would, yeah, you wouldn't do it if you didn't have Muay Thai. Essentially, yeah, dude. Because martial arts is fun, dude. Especially when you get it, uh, when you're first getting into it, hmm. it's like super fun and it's super physical. It's all the things I like. And then plus, it's you're learning self defense. So I don't. When I'm in the room full of people, I don't feel insecure about myself. But, you know what I mean? But you don't think any of your military training stems back to it? I don't think You don't think so. they're connected? No. I, feel, I don't know. I feel like weirdly they're connected. But I could be wrong. I mean, Maybe. Only you really know, obviously. But. I don't think so because I, I just <laughs> I disliked working out. The only type of workouts I used to like doing are just jogs. I like going on long-distance jogs. But the military, they... Uh, required you to work out though, right? No, yeah, it was mandatory to do physical training in the mornings. So besides running, what, what was your training? We did a lot physically. Of, we least. did a lot of body weight stuff, and at least my squad did all the time. So pull ups, push ups, sit ups, runs, buddy carries. See, and you were known as the push up guy at Jensen when you worked there. <laughs> the push up guy. Yeah. You were. Well, yeah, because I was doing push-ups. Yeah, because yeah, everybody at Jensen, and I'm sure uh, some people at Jensen will, <laughs> will hear this episode because they've been listening. Um, yeah, they were like the push-up guy. And I was the like, yeah, that's, guy. that's my buddy. That's I was funny. like, <laughs> And they're like, yeah, man, he goes out there on his break. Because what, what was the push-up challenge you were doing? I was like a, more, a thousand I was a day a or something like that? But yeah, I was just trying to do a thousand a day. So how many would you do in, in between each break? I just a hundred. It was always a hundred. So a hundred on both ten minute breaks. So it was uh, So the way I had set it up, cause I had it was scheduled. Okay. I scheduled it from. Cause in the morning I'd wake up and do my workout, so I do sets with my workout, mm-hmm. and then I do them at work. So the first set would always be when I first got there. The second one would be on my first break. Okay. The next one would be on my lunch, and then the next one would be on my. Second break, and then at the end of the day, I'd do them before I left. So at the end of the day, how many did you have left to do at the end of the day? Because 1,000, that's a lot. Uh, I just had two more sets, so I'd knock out so the majority of it. Yeah, the majority of it when I was at work and in the morning. So from work till the time I got off, I would do roughly 700 to 800 push-ups. And then at night, I'd go work out, do a couple sets still. Oh, man. See, I think, I, I like, again, I think a lot of your military has influenced you in a good way for that. Because yeah. I don't know, I don't know how many people would want to do a thousand push-ups a day. I don't know, man. If, I mean, it's hard to be your own motivator, I guess, sometimes. It, it comes easy for me, man. Yeah, but, but I think a lot of that just comes down to your military training. I, I think I, a lot of I just of it think does. a lot of it is just the discipline to sit there and just get through it. That's what it is, because not a lot of people have the discipline to sit there and be like, okay, I'm going to do a thousand push-ups. But see, again, I think the military teaches you discipline, no, it, though. D- definitely they it kinda did. They kind of punch it into you in a way. No, yeah, they definitely did, but but not many people retain it, you know what I mean? So how many, okay, so when you say ob- obtain it, how many... Or no, I mean, I meant retain it, like yeah. keep it with them. How many, how many guys in the military think keep it with them? Or maybe from your own squad? I mean, I don't know, dude. I I couldn't give you an exact number just because everyone everyone is radically different. I mean, completely different. So, so I mean, 
there's a lot of shitheads that you get in the army, but th- mm. there's a lot of people who are very disciplined and take it seriously. You know, so it's you can you can go with half and half. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, because there's a lot of people who are extremely smart and competent. You know, how and many how many guys went into like military basic training, and maybe um, they weren't physically ready. There was a lot, dude. There was a lot. Do you think you were one of those people that wasn't physically ready? I never thought I was ever physically ready for it. No. But, but I I maneuvered my way around it, and I got good at the system, mm-hmm. which all it was during my time in the Army, all it was with the physical training that we had to go past was uh, push-ups, sit-ups, and a two-mile run. So those were the things you had those to be good Those were the requirements at. you just had to pass. <laughs> yeah, so as long as you were good at those, then... So if you were going to recommend going to the military for, say, a young high school person, what would you tell them? Like, would you tell them to start training now to be ready for basic training? Or would you just say, you know what, don't do it? I would definitely prepare myself. Yeah, that's what I did. I didn't get good at push-ups or sit-ups, but I made myself good at running long distance. So, So before I went into the Army and I, like, I knew I enlisted, I'd go, like, I'd wake up early before I'd go to school and I'd go run. Now... I know there's like a weight requirement, right? Um, for oh, yeah. for going in, right? So if you were super skinny, I've heard they they feed you more so you can get bigger, right? Yeah. Is that uh, a thing? I don't know. No, that's not a real thing because you know there's people who who you can just keep feeding and feeding and feeding. And they're they not gonna get any get, bigger. They're gonna get any bigger. No. Yeah, that's that's not true. So for your height, what was I guess in your age? What was your what was I your was always considered uh, obese. Cause really? My weight, my weight requirement was because uh, uh, I'm 5'11". Five, I'm five okay. And I think I had to weigh 170-something to be... So I'd always get taped because I was technically overweight. What do you mean taped? What does that mean? They had to tape me with the, to make sure I wasn't like obese, you know? Oh, so, you, so they would take your measurements? Yeah. Waist, neck, and arms. Really? Yeah. And if your measurements were at the right level, you then get, yeah, you you get kicked out for being fat in the army. Really? Yeah. So okay, so if you were considered obese, like you said, how how come you weren't kicked out then exactly? Oh, because I always passed my physical events. Okay, so. But just according to their standards, I was considered obese. At at what weight? I was weighing like one ninety to two hundred. And you said you're five ten, so. So what were you supposed to weigh at five ten? Well, like one seventy some. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> that seems pretty small still though. Cause what are you? Okay, so what are you right now? Well, one sixty right now. See, and I I think you're too small. But before I got hurt, I was weighing one seventy. Oh really? Even when yeah. you were just jacked. When I was training, I just weighed one seventy. So I was, okay, so but eventually, okay, so you went in as obese, as they call it. And then what did you slim down to uh, after basic training in the military? It was like 180. So you only went down about 10 pounds. Yeah, then. I didn't lose too but much. But they were okay with that? Yeah. Yeah. I, so I always passed my physical events, so I was always good. So I just, I, The only reason I got I got taped was just because I was considered obese, so I, they had to go through the procedures. So the physical events were running, Yeah. Uh, sit-ups, and push-ups. Those are the physical events you had to yeah. pass? How often did you have to pass those? They're quarterly, PT test quarterly. So essentially, if you don't 
pass these tests on a quarterly basis, what happens? If you failed twice, you can you got kicked out. Of the military? Yeah. So, so say you had a four year contract, you can actually get kicked out before that contract. Yeah, because you're not you're not holding up your end of the bargain to be physically fit. Honestly, didn't know that. So, is that considered like a an a dishonorable discharge? Or what is that considered? I, if I don't you get know what out? it would be considered. But it's a discharge. But you, yeah, you get discharged for it, man. Really? It's a real thing, yeah. See, I always thought that once you sign the contract, whatever length it is, like you have to fill, fulfill that um, no, contract. You, you, you could get kicked out for a lot of things, man. You think a lot of people who sign up and maybe they get like a year into it, then they start... Uh, thinking, all right, you know, I got to get out of here. So they just start failing tests to get out? No, definitely. A lot of people do that, man. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people do that. It's the easy way out. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? See, I didn't think they kicked you out that easily. No, yeah. Do you get you get kicked out for just about anything, man? A DUI is a big offense in the Army, man. You get kicked out for those. If you're a soldier and you get yeah. one? Yeah. Now, I know you went through something similar to that, so... Why exactly did they end up taking you regardless? Oh, because I didn't tell them I had one, bro. Really? Yeah, I just I, went. I thought we talked about this a little bit, like yeah. when you got it, uh, when you were, because you were like 17. I pay, yeah, but, I paid a lawyer to handle the case because well, I couldn't be physically present for all the yeah. the court hearings because I was in basic training. So then they the just, time. so did your lawyer just say, well, he's in basic training, like I don't know what to tell you? Yeah, and what? then they reduced the <laughs> sentence. Because I went to the army, and then all I had to do was pay a fine. But the army never knew that you had one. No. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. See, I always thought when I you got it, the loophole. Yeah. See, I always thought when you got it that the military knew you had it, and that the military was just gonna make it go away because you had already signed a four-year contract. No. So they, they uh -uh. basically, you know, owned you at that point. So they're like, "All right, well, we can't not Hell have no, him bro. go." They could have. I could have got kicked out for that. I think. Oh, see, I didn't know that. Yeah, I think. I'm not sure. Hmm. So, for most people, what's, uh, for most people in the military, what do you, what, what's the hardest adjustment? Like, I, I guess, a, as a, a basis for everybody. I don't know, man, because I'm not going to lie. I had a pretty easy adjustment for me, you know? It's pretty simple for me. I just came back into my normal life except i just started school and working mm. so i i've always had things that keep me occupied so i don't have to think about it yeah you, you think it helped that like i know you, i know you wanted to do it but i think it helped that you didn't go to war so you didn't have a huge adjustment coming back maybe because yeah. i know you know war obviously is a lot different compared to oh, just, yeah i probably would have for sure changed me and who knows which ways but yeah, it was pretty simple, man. Like I, I didn't really struggle with adjusting back because it, I pretty much, I the way I look at it is I was away for college for four years, I just a really weird college. It's a pretty intense college though, military. Yeah, yeah, that's the way I look at it. Because all I did was train, I just trained for three, three and a half years. That's all I did. I didn't really do anything crazy. You're basically training. Yeah. In the event that there was like a war. So yeah, that's all I did while I was over there. I just played soldier the whole time, so. So it was, that's the way I look at it. That and makes it sound kind of depressing <laughs> a little bit. Not, not really. Cause it's, it was fun. You know what I mean? It was a very fun experience, but you know, I didn't do what I wanted to do. I, so I just, 
But you definitely wouldn't recommend it for everybody, though. It's not. It's not for everybody. You you gotta. You have to be a certain type of person to so like that stuff. I know for myself, I don't think I'd ever want to do it. Yeah, and you gotta get used to you know that lifestyle. You know. What about the MREs? Uh, dude, it, they're pretty right? bomb, man. Yeah, right? okay. the the meals ready to eat. Yeah. They're pre- some of them are pretty bomb, dude. Was was their favorite go to for you? Man, I always had them. I always remembered them by numbers, just because I always remembered which ones had the Skittles by numbers. Oh, is that a popular them, item? Yeah, because some of them came with Skittles, bro. I think it was number ten, thirteen, and fifteen. Okay, so what was the Skittles? What was number ten? If they I had Skittles, what was, was the meal? Was a meatball spaghetti. Okay, well, that doesn't sound too bad. I don't remember what the other two were. One of them was a vegetable one. Oh, I think you told me about this. Like a vegetable, not a casserole, but like a vegetable lasagna or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah something like that. I don't, I don't remember because I haven't had it in a long time. I still have a box of MREs in my house. Really? Yeah. You eat them every now and then? or Fuck or no? no, man. No. I don't touch them. <laughs> so why do you have them? What, what's, just, the, what's the point? You never know, them? man. Oh, oh, so you're... Preparing for, yeah, okay. Like you an apocalypse know, or something, bro. maybe? No, 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 apocalypse, like, but you never know when you're hungry. What is those, uh, like, Bob Barker like <laughs> buckets? You know what I'm talking about? Those apocalypse yeah. buckets of food? I know which ones you're talking I about. I don't think I said the right name for that guy, though. I don't think it's Bob Barker. I think, that, I, think I said the no, right name. No, that's somebody else. But some guy who sells, like, apocalypse buckets. And it's like apocalypse. food. And it, yeah, it's like fools, foods that are, like, food, dr- no, what is it called? <laughs> Dry? yeah. I've I've seen the commercials and it's weird because like he makes like giant buckets of like macaroni and cheese and it looks gross. Yeah, I'm sure it is, but who knows? It might be good. Can't knock until you try it. Well, I guess yeah. I guess if we're in an apocalypse. You got some MREs to go to, I guess. Because how long did those last? I'm not sure, man. I've I mean, had them for a while. I've had them for years. So it's been four years essentially since you've been out. So. Yeah, but if who, you've but, had them sit for four who, years, but who knows how long they lived before I acquired them? You know what I mean? Oh, that's true. That's a good point. <laughs> Dang, yeah, now so I kind of just yeah. want to try one to see if it's real or yeah. how it tastes. I don't know. I'll bring you one. Okay, maybe I'll, I'll make an one. episode out of that. Maybe yeah, next time, bro. Just let me know. I'll bring even you one. MRE, <laughs> even though it, yeah, it sounds gross. And they the have their time. heaters too, bro. So you could heat your food there. Well, the bag heats it, right? Yeah, you just use water. You put water. Shake it up a little bit, and then the ch- charcoal or whatever it is activates. Oh, so it's charcoal? I don't know if it's charcoal. That's what I call it because it's a bag, and then inside are it's um it's a bag within a bag, and inside that bag is the heating system, and the heating system is like within that smaller baggie are like five containers of like black stuff. Okay. It looks like I just call it charcoal. I don't know what it really is. Okay. I'm sure it has like some science crazy name, you know. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. But yeah. Well, I think uh, for like this last part, I wanted to ask a question about. So you've been through a lot, I would say, considering your age. Um, I don't know. There's was probably a lot of young guys as well that were with you in the military that were your age. No. Yeah. Um. But essentially, you've done something that not everyone does, because you know, like I said for myself, military would never be an option <laughs> for me, because I don't. I would never want to do that. But you did it, and like you said, you're young, so you're 25, <clears throat> and going to school, turning a business degree, um, not sure what you want to do with it yet, which is fine, because I think a lot of people will probably have a similar situation, 
with that. Um, so the question is, you know, what is what does success look like for you, regardless of what you actually do in the long run? Like, what does success look like to you? Well, to me, it's just essentially just being able to take care of the people you love. You know what I mean? Like your family. That's that's all success means to me. It's being able to take care of my family. So there's no um, possessions or like price tags. Not really, because at the end of the day, like w- whenever I die, you know, it that that's the I'm not gonna be able to take that stuff with me. Mm. So I just try to cherish the relationships I have with people, the closest people in my life, and I think that's the most important. So success is essentially yeah. building. Like the experiences and memories with the people you love. Yeah, like that's your big thing. Yeah, because I've, I mean, for me, dude, I could live in a cardboard box in my for the rest of my life as long as I'm happy doing that. You know what I mean? If that's what I really wanted to do. Well, I don't need much. Just, just me when I say this, bro. If you end up living in a cardboard box, you're just gonna come live with me because that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's not gonna happen. You're not gonna live in a cardboard box. No, yeah, but, but I mean. I, I don't need much to be happy, you know what I mean? I, uh, I get what you mean. Um, you're simplistic. Yeah, I don't need much to... I mean, it's nice to get cool things every now and then, but it, they don't really mean anything, you know? Nothing nothing has holds more value than the, than the relationships we build with other people. So at least that's what I think. So you think the biggest person probably... I know for me personally it is, but... You think, like, the biggest person you want to take care of is maybe your mom? Definitely, because she's given up so much, you know, all the sacrifices that she's made, Mm -hmm. especially to get me, for me to have a better life and whatnot. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I can understand that one for sure, that I think about my own mom. But, yeah, I was just curious, you know, like I said, I ask every guest that question. And I'd say most of the time they have, like, a similar answer. Um, but I'm always just curious because I know everyone has a different perspective on what no, success yeah. looks like. Because, I mean, for for a lot of people, it might be money, but I don't know. Money is cool, but it's not what makes me happy. You know what I mean? But to take care of the people that you love in your life, you think you need no, that big paycheck? No, you definitely need money, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm doing the things I'm doing, you mm-hmm. know. But uh, but for me personally, I don't I don't need much money. It's just, I mean, one day we're all going to die and it's, where is it going to go? It's not coming with us. Well, if you're smart, maybe it'll just go to charity so you can have one last good act, <laughs> you know, when you die. No, yeah. You know, essentially, whatever money you have left, you donate to charity, I guess. I, don't know. I know some people do that, but not everybody. No, yeah, but it, it'd be nice, you know. It'd be nice just to be able to take care of my family, my sister, my mom, my brother, you know. Yeah, no, I can understand that. I think, like I said, a lot of people usually say family. Um, but like I said, not everybody. But I was just curious to where your mindset was at when it comes to that, considering um, the path that you've taken. It's interesting. You know, military, now business school, and then obviously we have the unknown future factor still. No, yeah. But like I also mentioned, you know, you're 25. So I still think you have... There's a lot of potential of time, and time yeah. to figure out what you're going to do. You I know. just got to start figuring out what are the things I want to focus on. Yeah. And just become better at those, essentially. And I think that's okay because I think there's probably going to be a lot of 25-year-olds that are in the same 
uh, same shoes or same boat. You know, they're in school for something, or maybe they're not in school. They're working as you know, as a twenty-five-year-old, just trying to figure out what they want to do. And um, I think society has put all these like boundaries and rules on. You know, if you're this age, you gotta have shit figured out already. No, dude. I yeah, I I feel that, but like, I I I feel like a kid still. You know what I mean? I feel so indecisive. I don't know what I want to do. I still feel like a kid. You know, mm. I don't feel like I've I've gained much yet. You know, knowledge. I still feel like I need to learn a lot. Well, I think if you're always evolving and learning, then I think that's positive. I think if you're stagnant, then that might be a problem, but yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't personally think you're stagnant though. Cause I, cause I'm slowly realizing, you know, like I like, there's so much knowledge out in the world that what I know is absolutely meaningless. You know mm. what I mean? There's still so much to soak up, you know, and learn from life. Yeah. It goes back to my point, like always learning and always evolving. I think that's always a positive. And I think, I think you're that type of person regardless though. You no. know, I, yeah, I try to, I try to just keep moving, you know, try not to get stuck in the water. <laughs> it's yeah. stagnant, like <laughs> I said, but all right, man. Well, we're about an hour and 20 in, so I think we might end it on that note. And I just want to thank you for coming in and no, hopefully we can come me. back and, uh, we'll try that MRE next time. <laughs> just uh, let me know when. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully by the time I get my YouTube channel up, we can. Try an MRE uh, <laughs> episode. That'll be interesting. Yeah, just let me know which one you want. I'll, I'll pick it out for you. Yeah, I'll try to pick one that sounds good, but <laughs> it'll probably be the worst one. Maybe, Think, man. Maybe. Who knows? I guess we'll just have to find out, right? Oh, yeah. All right, man. Well, we're going to sign off here. Uh, everybody, thanks for tuning in today. And remember that life is, life is an adventure, so live it on your own terms. Peace. You've been listening to Your Adventure Podcast with Dustin Emery. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this podcast. And we hope that you've been truly inspired and motivated. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on Instagram at Your Adventure Podcast. Until next time, this is Your Adventure Podcast signing off. <laughs>